Hello, film lovers. Well, it's been one hell of a year so far, but fear not. The cinemas have reopened, Hollywood has switched back on the cameras, and the streaming services are pumping out content like there's no tomorrow. If you need a shining light to guide you through the latest releases or help you discover a new classic movie gem, then you've come to the right place. We're back. Whap out those cinematic snacks and welcome to the return of the Films I Love Most podcast. Hello, film lovers, and welcome to chapter two of the Films I Love Most podcast, The Return. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, It's an absolute um, pleasure to be back with you. I really hope that you enjoyed last week's episode. Now, I've had a couple of uh, messages regarding the horror content to last week's podcast. Well, I can guarantee you that this week there is no horror content whatsoever. So hopefully you will be pleased that you can venture into this podcast without being too scared. So let's get on with this week's Film I Love Most podcast. Not much movie news has been coming out this week. I think that Everything is still getting pushed back to next year, so there's not much being released at the cinema. Although I will say that St. Maud is still on, so if you haven't seen that, please go and see it as soon as you can before it finishes, because it is an absolute classic and a brilliant, brilliant film and definitely deserves to be seen in the cinema. So don't miss out. Um, What have we got? There's um, the Fast and Furious films. If you're a Fast and Furious franchise fan oh my goodness fast and furious franchise fan that's a tongue twister um it's been announced that universal are wrapping up the fast and furious uh franchise with two more films and that'll be it so i think we're on fire what fast and furious 20 something now i think but um yeah so if you are a fan of those movies unfortunately they are coming to an end after two more films but at least you've got two more films to look forward to right i personally am not a huge fan of the fast and furious films but i know there are a lot of you out there that are so there you go that's one piece of news for you and also one film i was looking forward to i haven't heard much about it is the adaptation of wicked the musical i'm only looking forward to it because i think it's a story that could be done a lot with um cinematically so i was looking forward to see what they do but unfortunately it has lost its director uh stephen daltrey has decided not to press forward as director for wicked so it has he now lost its director and it's in production hell which um i think a lot of things are at the moment due to the global pandemic Yes, so not much else is happening. There's a lot of things um, that have been released on um, streaming services this week. We're going to review one of those very, very shortly. I can't wait for you to hear it and also to watch it. Um, Yeah, and the Batman 
has started pressing forward with its filming again. So um, the Batman should be on schedule to be released next year. Something I'm very, very excited about and also very curious about. I do want to know what they do with it. What are the different spin they're going to put on the Batman franchise. And of course, we haven't got long um, to wait until the Mandalorian TV series comes back based on the Mandalorian race from Star Wars. And of course, everyone just knows it as the Baby Yoda show. So it's coming back on the 30th of October on Disney Plus. So if you are a fan of The Mandalorian, you have got one week to wait until its return. I am certainly very, very excited. Anyway, that's enough about movie news. Let's get over to the first review of the podcast. This week's new release is Rebecca, available now on Netflix. Um, Rebecca is one of my favourite books of all time, written, of course, by Daphne du Maurier. It's such an interesting story, oozing with atmosphere and intent. Um, I'm really glad that this is um, a new movie adaptation of that book because even though I do love the Alfred Hitchcock film, I do feel like it is slightly dated now. And even... De Maurier's book is very progressive so I think that to have a film out now is also sort of matching De Maurier's ideas and how to move forward with a really interesting mystery story. Um, a young newlywed arrives at her husband's imposing family estate on the windswept English coast and finds herself battling with the shadow of his first wife, Rebecca, whose legacy lives on in the house long after her death. Now, this film is directed by Ben Wheatley. Some of you might know him. He has directed films such as Free Fire, Kill List, Sightseers, and my personal favourite, High Rise, the J.G. Um, Ballard adaptation uh, the book that no that they said could never be adapted into a movie. Well, he tried and in my eyes succeeded. So he's going back to adapt another book, Rebecca. Firstly, my thoughts on it were the casting was perfect. I mean, the casting is really well done. I mean, Lily James is perfect as the new Mrs. De Winter and... Army Hammer is so handsome, so charismatic. You would instantly fall in love with him in real life anyway, as Maxim. So, casting, perfect. Christian Scott Thomas is Mrs. Danvers. The omnipresent housekeeper at Mandalay is, she's just perfectly cast. She got has got the stone-cold look, the stone-cold heart that I would have expected from Mrs. Danvers. Even though Mrs. Danvers' character is, there is some sympathy for her there. The way that she goes about um, bringing down the the new Mrs. De Winter, um, it's very hard to have much sympathy for her. But all, although I do feel the film is much more sympathetic towards that character. Army Hammer, of course, as Maxim. Maxim is sort of a bit of a conduit in the book. And it that definitely shines through here. He's sort of something that the story passes through. It's not necessarily about him. It's more about what people say about him. 
like it's word of mouth about how he feels and about how he you know has had this traumatic experience of losing his wife Rebecca but it never actually comes from so to speak the horse's mouth so when it comes to Maxim's character in the book as well I've always found that he's the story sort of passes through him from hearsay but in this film he does feature a lot more and I do really like his portrayal as Maxim de Winter he's stern he's he's described in the book as having a bit of a temper that really shines through um not scary at all i think that in the book he's much more of a ominous force but i feel like his presence in the film is much more relaxed which you know and army hammer is really nice to look at so who really cares um but lily james carries this film she's mrs de winter the new Mrs. De Winter. She really, really does a good job of portraying the anxiety and the stress of of stepping into somebody else's shoes, i.e. Rebecca, and feeling the pressure of having to live up to somebody who is no longer there. You know, people are talking about her again. This whole story is about what people think and hearsay and people's opinions. But when you actually boil it down to the truth, which is the massive twist, there is so much in this film and in the book, of course, that doesn't play true. It's all about misinterpreting situations, but it's also about loss um, from for example mrs danvers perspective it's always about um the shadow left behind of a person who is very alive and then suddenly is not so it's always that gap that's left whether it be a positive or a negative and it's also living up to something you know living up we all try to in life at some point try to live up to a reputation or um, the opinion that someone has of us trying to live up to something whether it be you know if someone thinks you're funny trying to be the comedian or whether someone thinks that you're intelligent trying to ha have knowledge on a lot of subjects you know we all try and live up to something in our lives and to live up to someone who's who's dead I mean in the film Rebecca is everywhere you know like her signature the R sing symbol is pretty much everywhere in the house and I think that it if you were in that situation you would feel very very intimidated but how it's very difficult to be intimidated by someone who's no longer alive where do you put that energy and of course the new Mrs De Winter Lily James is desperately in love with Maxim so it's almost like she's like clawing for his love even even though she has it she is trying to hold on to something and I can definitely you know relate to that and I think a lot of people can relate to being massively in love with someone and really trying to fight for that relationship and that's what she does and Lily James does it absolutely brilliantly she's she can really play the fun side of the character at the beginning the naive the innocent but as the story starts to unravel and she becomes more um emboiled in the story and more confident she really plays that hardened mrs de winter really well also especially at the end um in the scenes in the courthouse that's as far as i'm going with spoilers so yeah and and there's a really good supporting cast as well keely hawes who i absolutely adore as an actress and dowd who's probably one of my favorite actresses from um 
shows such as The Leftovers and Handmaid's Tale. So the cast is really, really solid. The screenplay, it it plays out. I, even though I know the story, like the back of my hand, I was really gripped by it. The screenplay is really well written by Jane Goldman. It's it's um, It slow drips the mystery, which I think with Rebecca, what you need to do, you can't rush it. It needs to be sort of dripped to you and you need to to um, sort of understand about how much Rebecca was loved and how much of a of a shadow that she casts over Mandalay for the um, the twist to make such an impact on you. So I think the screenplay is really well done and, and you know there is some really really lovely um, you know shots in this. The director of photography has done really well at creating sort of an expanse um mandalay seems huge it seems massive that this house and the grounds you know it seems really expansive and i really like the way they've done that using um the cinematography is just um brilliant and especially in the the last scenes uh when all chaos ensues um i thought that was done really really well so yeah and ben we yeah this is not something that i would have thought that Ben Wheatley would have done, but he has adapted a book before, like I said, High Rise, and I think he did absolutely brilliantly with this, and I think that if you watch it really closely, there is definitely some Ben Wheatley-isms, I've just coined that phrase, in there, so really look out for that. There were some sequences sort of that were quite dreamy and um, sort of very out of the box when it comes to it, adapting a period drama and that dreamlike experience really did remind me of something like Kill List or High Rise um, so there is definitely def Ben Wheatley has definitely put his stamp on this film so yeah that's um, Rebecca I don't want to give too much away all I will say is I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it I was hoping I would I wasn't disappointed it is available on Netflix now to watch and I'm going to give Rebecca a very solid 8 out of 10. Go and watch it. It's really worth it. The terrace is for guests only. Monsieur, the young lady will be joining me. What did you do? I'm a lady's companion. Maxim de Winter. His wife died last year in his entire need of company. I'm Monsieur de Winter. What are you doing? Oh, you'll see. This week, I'd like to never forget it. Come to Mandalay. I'm asking you to marry me, you little fool. Mrs. De Winter, may I present Mrs. Danvers? Welcome to Mandalay. seen a house like this. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you'd been a lady's maid. This is all very new to me. Oh, I'm sure you won't disappoint him, madam, if that's your concern. We did a lot of entertaining when the late Mrs. De Winter was alive. You can talk to me about her. I have no secrets from you. All marriages have their secrets. Has Max ever talked to you about the accident? I don't know what you're talking about. How am I supposed to know anything if you don't tell me? 
She's still here. Can you feel her? I'm tossing and turning all night. She was the love of his life. I wonder what she's thinking about you. Taking her husband, using her name. He doesn't love you. I said I want the truth. You didn't know her. You know what he did. So we've got a brand new segment here on the Films I Love Most podcast. It's called The Trailer Park, where we are looking at trailers for upcoming films to get you excited about them. And this week we have chosen Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is directed by George C. Wolfe and is starring the amazing Viola Davis and it is sadly the last film to be made by Chadwick Boseman who sadly died um, two months ago. So the trailer looks like it is going to be an absolute rip-roaring ride. So Chicago 1927, a recording session and tensions rise between Mara Rainey, her uh, her ambitious horn player and the white management determined to control the uncontrollable mother of the blues and it's based on the Pulitzer Prize winner August Wilson's play which is going to be I think something really really special so I'll play the trailer for you now it looks like it's going to be a film with a lot of heart and from the look of it, Viola Davis's performance looks like it could be up there for an Oscar win, maybe, or even a nomination. But also Chadwick Boseman, who plays Levy in the film, looks like there could be something in there, like in his performance, which is really, really special. And especially seeing it's his last performance that, unfortunately, we will see. So, yeah, here you go. This is the trailer for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and it's going to be released on the 18th of December on Netflix. A one, a two, a you-know-what-to-do. This would be an empty world without the blues. I try to take that emptiness and fill it up with something. They want to call me Mother Blues. That's all right with me. It don't hurt none. <laughs> Where's the, uh, the horn player? I got a friend. Come on, Levy. You rehearse like everybody else. I'm going to get me a band and make me some records. I know how to play real music, not this jug band shit. You call that playing music? Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Go on and fire me. I don't care. When I got there, they people's attention. That's when you and Slow Drag come in with the rhythm part, me and Cutler play on the break. Levy, the sooner you understand it and what you say, it's what Ma said to count. <laughs> we'll be ready to go in 15 minutes. We'll be ready to go when Madam says we're ready to go, and that's the way it go around here.
records are gonna be hits. Every colored man in the world got to do his part. I'm gonna tell the white man just what he can do. They don't care nothing about me. All they want is my voice. About them songs I give you. They're not the right songs. I don't take them off your hands for you. I got my time coming to me. I don't know nothing about what kind of So now it's time for film that you love most. And this week we have got the West End star and TV actor Tony McGeever to talk to us. Tony has been in such hits as Accused and on stage at the National Theatre, War Horse, which is one of my favourite plays ever in the whole wide world. Absolutely brilliant. And he's going to tell us what film he loved most. Take it away, Tony. Hello, uh, my name is Tony McGeever and I am a TV and uh, West End actor. And the film I love the most is a beautiful uh, little independent film uh, set in Scotland called Dear Frankie, uh, starring the stunning uh, Emily Mortimer and Sharon Small. Uh, the Force of Nature, which is, of course, Jared Butler and uh, Jack McIlhone, uh, who delivers uh, one of the most mature performances uh, I've seen uh, from a child actor uh, who really sort of drives the storytelling uh, throughout the film. Now, I first came across uh, this film in a trailer. Now, you're probably thinking, Tony, that's how we discover uh, films, uh, which is true. Uh, but it was when I was obsessed uh, renting out independent British films. And I really wanted to get away from sort of the mainstream commercial films uh, as a young teenager. And when I seen Jared Butler, now, who at the time, even though he had been around for a while, he really just came to my attention through the film 300. But I still didn't know that he was Scottish. And in the trailer, he does this sort of uh, mannerism that he always does. And I was like, wait a minute, that's King Leonidas from 300. Oh my God, he's Scottish. So uh, I had to watch it. Uh, but trust me, uh, it's a beautiful film uh, full of heart, laughter and also sadness. Uh, it's about a young single mum uh, trying to protect her deaf son, uh, from who his real father is. Uh, I urge any aspiring film writer or director uh, to watch it. It's also got uh, the wonderful John Kazik, uh, who is a fantastic actor, uh, who I had the pleasure of being taught and directed by at my old drama school, the RSAMD. Uh, so go and watch it now. Thank you so much, Tony, for that very passionate plea for us to go and watch Dear Frankie now. Um, you've definitely inspired me, so that's definitely going to be the next film on the list. Thank you so much, Tony. So now we're going to talk about our classic pick for this week. 
and our classic pick is Local Hero, directed by Bill Forsyth and starring a whole array of absolutely fantastic actors such as Burt Lancaster, Peter Rigger, Firm and Dennis Lawson and Pete Capaldi and Alex Norton really really good strong Scottish actors with a little peppering of American talent in there also now Local Hero is about an American oil company that sends a man to Scotland to buy up the, an entire village where they want to build a refinery but things do not go as expected which is absolutely true so you've got um, Peter Rickett's character Mac he is the man that is sent to um, Scotland by Burt Lancaster, a very small village, and he ends up basically falling in love with it and the way of life and the people and just the whole experience. He just feels like he's come to a place that is perfect for him. And there's one scene that I absolutely love where he tries to um, exchange his life in America with... Um, Dennis Lawson's character he tries to say I'll stay here and run the hotel and the bar and I'll you know with minimum profits and you can go to America you can live the big life you can have the cars you can have the money and everything it, it really just shows you like the, the character development through the story that Mac at the very beginning is all about you know doing a good job and and the flash things in life but as time goes on he realizes there is a lot more to life um and this perfect scottish village holds so much for him um this film also stars peter capaldi as Olsen, who i think his character in it is so um is beautiful with um marina who's um a girl who is doing a oceanic study and wants to set up a a, like a sort of study I don't know what do you call it like a place where you know an institute on this Scottish island to study the wildlife in the sea and um, he really buys into this idea with her and he ultimately like falls in love with her and you know seeing their their relationship develop through the film is a really really beautiful uh, Bill Forsyth does a really good job at bringing out really subtle but very very funny comedic moments especially with um Burt Lancaster's character who is shall we say eccentric but also has some of the best lines in the film in my opinion I just think that this film really is about finding true happiness um and living life in a way that is not based around the materialistic things but natural beauty and peace and inner peace also and i think that that is exactly what mac finds on his trip to the island and i just think that if we could all just be a little bit more mindful of our planet around us uh, because there is a huge environmental um you know message in this film huge environmental message about you know we have this this place of absolute peace and beauty and these Americans just want to come over and build a refinery on it. But then you've got other local people that are wanting to build a wildlife, you know, oceanic study of this place. So there's two very, like, huge conflicts going on there between nature and, you know, human progression. 
And I think that in the end, nature wins, which is not a, a spoiler, but I will say that it has one of the most perfect endings to a film. I can't go without mentioning the soundtrack to the movie. Um, it's, I think it's Dire Straits, if I um, remember rightly, but I will play you an extract from the soundtrack at the end of this, of this um, segment. But it will be stuck in your head forever. I tell you what, I think probably the theme tune to Local Hero is one of the best themes of any film ever. And it's, it, you know, when the film came out in um, 1984, I believe, it was a bit of a sleeper hit. Not many people saw it, but it has really grown in cult status um, since then and is now seen as one of the best films of the 1980s definitely one of the most um progressive funny and heartfelt films of the 80s and recently i was meant to see it but obviously cancelled due to covid they did a musical version which was meant to be showing at the old vic earlier this year unfortunately did not get to see it but hopefully fingers crossed um will return to the west end next year which i'm really looking forward to so that is my review i love local hero i'll give it 10 out of 10 any day of the week um hunt it down on amazon you can watch it on amazon or if you want to get yourself a copy on dvd or blu-ray uh, there are copies out there available and i will leave you now with the theme tune to local hero i guarantee you this will be in your head for days So sadly that's all we have time for on the Films I Love Most podcast for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. Join us next week when we have two podcasts for you. So there'll be no podcast on the Friday but on Monday the 26th we will have the London Film Festival special and then of course on the 31st of October we will have our Halloween special. So please join us on the 26th and the 31st next week and I hope you have an amazing week. Stay safe. Sending you lots of love. Thank you for joining us. Mwah.
Thank you for joining us here at the Films I Love Most podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search Films I Love Most podcast. And you can also email us your own reviews and recommendations at filmilovemostpodcast at yahoo.com. Stay safe, wear a mask and BLM. And we'll see you next week here on the Films I Love Most podcast. Podcast.